Welcome back to the Jojatorium Season 2. <laughs> Welcome us to YouTube. Praise us. <laughs> Lots of clapping. Round one, beers. <laughs> Round one, beers. Round one, beers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Once I think, remember too, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. Let's well, not lie to each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's yeah, what, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. <laughs> Got right in front of you. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam, it's Matt. We're decaying with the boys. And just so you know, we got renewed for a second season. So, stand-up comedians Dave Bracey and Ed met in an open mic a few years ago. Their friendship brought them together for one of the best podcasts in Pittsburgh, Drinking Partners. Now you can catch these two comedians on TV with their new original series, Ed and Day and the Berg. This new series will see the Drinking Partners pursue, uh, perusing and boozing about the bur- boroughs of Pittsburgh. So make sure you tune in to Very Local Pittsburgh on January 13th by downloading the Very Local Pittsburgh app on Fire TV and Roku for free. Just let them know the boys sent you. Adam, we're back. It's a new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. How did your, uh, what we're projecting what our New Year's is going to look like because we're recording this before. There's no way, so this will be January 2nd, everybody's listening yeah. to this. I'm probably still not awake yet. <laughs> <laughs> I had to catch you before the ball dropped because there's no fucking way we will do this otherwise. No, as soon so. as like 5 o'clock hits, I'm going to start getting the buzz again. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Uh, so 2021 is dead, and we are welcoming, welcoming in uh, 2022 with open, albeit unsure, and cautious arms. Because, Very 2021. Yes. Although better than 2020. Oh, We're just going to throw better. the dead 2021 on top of the yeah. 2020. I, I would love to do that. Um, and so, again, welcome to uh, the Judge Tour, and this is season two. And if you guys are viewing us on YouTube, we have cameras now. Uh, so hopefully you're enjoying our faces. And if you want to get this Bash Brew hat, all you got to do is just... Uh, Hit, hit, hit Adam up over there. So, uh, the cool thing now is people can actually see how we do this. So, Adam, it's round one. You made beers, put them together. <laughs> Call round one beers. What have we got? It's all scripted, folks. <laughs> so, it's New Year's Eve as we're recording this, and I made some beers for New Year's Eve. So, I'm going to be self-serving as normal and give you a little bit of the bubbly, mat. Nice. It is a Bellini Brute IPA, and a Bellini is a... Traditional champagne cocktail made with peach and champagne. So it's kind of our take and a beer take on that. Wonderful. And uh, as you can see, we already pre-poured because these are coming out of the keyser that's behind us. Uh, the nice haze on there, good effervescence. You can really smell some of that stone fruit coming out, which is nice. Uh, yeah. What kind of hops did you use in this? So it is Nelson Savon. No, uh, oh, shoot. Well, I didn't look it up before. <laughs> mm. Let me keep keep drinking. Okay, it's coming in at uh, seven point or no, I'm sorry, eight point four percent. I say you yeah, overshot on your yeah, efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nice and sweet. It's got a little bit of a tartness on the back end of it. It definitely reminds me of a Bellini. You know, so if you're looking for a nice brunch beer, uh, there is going to be probably some more of this after New Year's is over. So if you want a bottle, oh, I hope so. At eight point four percent. If yeah. we kick both K's, it's going to be. 
We're going to have to call. It's, we could rename it to that beer we tried to make before. Oops, all Ubers. Okay, I doubted, my, doubted myself, but yeah. I read it. It's Nelson Savon Hops and Holorati Blanc. Wonderful. They sing very well. I yeah. mean, it's it's fantastic, man. Uh, thank you for this. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Yeah, I kind of lean both towards both of those for kind of their wine characteristics. Yeah. So it kind of lends to that champagne thing. It definitely they, does. They were thrown in right at the end of the uh, boil in the biotransformation. Um kind of give it that hazy look plus we added peach puree which gives it a haze anyway so i'm glad you used that like week plus of time off constructively yes did you did you like rest up and feel like you're ready to tackle this podcast again with that little rest i was like so sad even like last thursday was what the day before christmas eve i was like yeah i could do a podcast right now yeah what the fuck did we take this week off for well because we need to recharge and understand how a week's time can have so many terrible things happen in it, much like the Bets of Doom update we have to give. Because before we took our break, you and I decided to throw our hats in the ring for Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley 2. And not only was I disappointed in the card, I was disappointed in general. <laughs> it was rough. It was a rough one. Um, I don't want to go too deep into this, um, but we tied. We tied on Yay, this. Again, um, for the second time yeah. on a uh, Paul card. Yeah, we tied up. So I think because it's a new year and people can finally see us, I think we're going to call it Even Stevens and kind of move any kind of punishments to increase the uh, the intensity for the next Bets the of next Doom. One, which will probably be on video. It will. Yes, so. it will be. Ooh. And Daddy already has ideas. You and I had a discussion at Condado one time when we were getting lunch together, and you said something, and I hope that your brain can go back to that conversation, because I'm going to make you do something. If you lose, I got something for you. I was buzzed. I don't remember. Uh But I can't wait to hear what I came up with. Taco Geddon. Yeah, so if we look back at the card here, uh, let's just look at the the highlights. Uh, First and foremost, where we split here was uh, Deron Williams and Frank Gore. You took Mr. Gore for his side. I took Deron Williams for his um, ownership of a gym. I did. And I won because Deron Williams owns a gym and Frank Williams only looks at them. So no, Fr- Frank Gore. Frank Gore. What did I say? Frank Williams. Frank Williams. They're brothers. Sounds like he's doing the national nightly news. <laughs> Hi, this is Frank Williams. Yeah, um, yeah split decision on four yeah. rounds. So Gore didn't do terrible. but No, he didn't do bad. Definitely lost. Yeah. Um, and I think Gore actually wants to either run it back or get another match up sometime soon, which I'd watch. Sure. I, I think yeah. Gore did a good job. Oh, I, I like... When it's people I know from other places just yeah. punching each other. Speaking of that, uh, Amanda Serrano beat the shit out of Miriam Gutierrez. My fight of the night. Yeah, it was a fantastic one. I actually went back and watched this one uh, repeatedly. You didn't have a decision going 10 rounds, but I honestly believe Amanda Serrano was basically a cat with a toy the entire yeah. time. Yeah. She I'm surprised could, she didn't knock her out. She could have ended it early, super early. Kind of glad she didn't, though, because she was throwing some, like, highlight reel stuff. And I got to give some props to Gutierrez because her chin must be made of lead. Yeah. She was taking bombs and she was surviving. So, good good job, Miriam Gutierrez. Hopefully, you can come back and get another match in here. Get your get your striking up because you couldn't, you couldn't defeat the reach of Serrano. Right. Wait, but that's not saying that you're bad. Serrano's just an animal. So... Hey, Matt. Yeah. Who doesn't have an iron chin? <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, Tyron Woodley. <laughs> oh, my God, man. The the cruiserweight main event of this entire card, of course, saw Jake Paul taking on Tyron Woodley. Um, I've never seen a man 
be able to dissect exactly how he got knocked out. But the after fight presser from Tyron Woodley, he broke it down second by second yeah. how he screwed up. Yeah, it's easy to do when it's all scripted. <laughs> Good job, Tyron. Oh, my God. Yeah, so in the sixth round, uh, roughly a little over two minutes into it, they were exchanging a little bit, and you saw Tyron trying to circle around. He's trying to load up that right hand. Um, and for some reason, for the first time in six rounds, he decided to completely drop his left hand and leave his chin and the whole side of his face exposed. And of course, anybody who knows anything about boxing is going to take that punch. So Jake Paul, credit to him, landed a brutal knockout blow. It, it was very Rocky-esque. There, there was, there's some serious sweat and water flying off a of Tyron. Oh, yeah. yeah, he got rocked. Beautiful shot. Uh, and then my favorite part of the match followed where Tyron's mom at the... Uh, winning announcement, laughed her whole fucking ass to the bank because I guess she's getting a new house out of this. Oh, she's getting a new house. And then Jake Paul gave somebody a Rolex, like, during the whole post-fight thing. Cool. It was a, I think it was a broadcaster. He's so or cool. Something. Yeah, he is, totally. I, you know what? I want a Rolex. Don't you want a Rolex? Don't you want a Rolex? No, not, I don't wear watches. So, no, I have, a, I have a very nice watch <laughs> this, that I don't this thing. wear. I don't, I don't know. No? <laughs> Just give me the money you would spend on said Rolex. I'd rather have that. Take one off that stupid fucking belt he had made. That thing's dumb as shit. It looks like my daughter painted it. Look dumb as shit. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, this pay-per-view didn't sell well at all. Um, right now, we're looking at early reports that it only sold 65,000 units on traditional pay-per-view. Uh, and that's actually akin to AEW when they had their pay-per-view in uh, November, Full Gear. They sold equal amounts of sales on traditional. Uh, oh, on traditional yeah. pay-per-view. So the secondary reports aren't any more favorable. So does that that doesn't count when I buy it on? Uh, what do I get mine through? Bleacher oh, Report. Yeah, bleed. No, it doesn't count. No, no. Okay. so like that's where I always get my AEW. So AEW actually is. It's kind of cool because AEW is more of like a, a new wave for younger wrestling fans because you're seeing the streaming numbers are up pretty high for AEW. Bleacher Report, I get mine through Sling, so it doesn't count as traditional pay-per-view, okay. things like that. So, um, But the secondary report for this boxing card aren't any better. I mean, the, the units are hovering around the same thing. Uh, and, of course, Jake Paul is denying that it happened, that they're that bad. He's disappointed in the sales, but he doesn't believe that they're as bad as they are. No, they are. Yeah. They're terrible. I mean, who wanted to watch? I wanted to watch the Fury fight. I wanted to see Fury come in, but he got whatever bursitis or whatever. I would, yeah, yeah bursitis. I, I would have watched. <laughs> I would have watched. I mean, I would have liked to watch that too. But I mean, I I only went back and watched it the next day, uh, on semi legal means, uh, to see this Rana fight in the Frank Gore. Yeah. Uh, Darren Williams fight. So I tell you what, man. Basically, the full card was on Bleacher Report the next day. Yeah. The only thing I, yeah. I mean, the only thing that I spoiled was the Jake Paul knockout because it was everywhere that night. So. Yeah, and everybody who ever had a YouTube account ever was like Jake, Jake Paul, Jake Paul, and it's like, okay, man, calm down. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see some real shit pop off. Uh, the cool thing though is that. All the old stuff that Jake Paul said, did, and acted in is now coming back up because of how he was being, quote-unquote, humble after this one. He was being so kind to Tyron Woodley or whatever. Whatever. And you watch the presser at the end after the fight, and yeah, you can see there's some humble nature to him, but it still doesn't hide the fact that he's been kind of a dick. You know what I mean? Just like everything else, it's an act. Yeah, it's an act. The thing that was 
real though is when Jake Paul cried about Patty Pimblay <laughs> laying down some vocal lumber. Now, if you don't know who Mr. Pimblay is, that's me. Yep. Okay. So he is the new MMA craze. He is quite literally Conor McGregor 2.0. Heavy loaded Irish hands coming after everyone's dome piece, calling people out at 185. He wants to knock everybody out and he can do it. He's a scary, scary man. He's got balls bigger than our heads. And back in September, he cut a video after the first Tyrone Woodley card and said that he would love to fight Jake Paul because his fighting style is quote unquote shit and not worth his time. But the paycheck would be nice. Of course, because if we if you're watching any MMA news, you know that UFC fighters aren't being paid at all. They don't get any right. money. So uh, so Paul made a statement about moving to MMA, which caught the attention of a lot of the fighters. And I think it'd be really nice to see him step in with someone like Patty because Patty's going to knock his block off. Uh, he said he would fight uh, – Pimblay said he would fight Paul at 185, but believes the match would not be entertaining as he would take Paul's fucking head off is what he said. I'd love to see it. Yeah. And um, the people who would love to see it, I know two people who wouldn't. Nate Diaz and Mr. Mazdaval because they left before the main event even started between Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley. Uh, the whole thing about, you know, why they left and it was a mystery to everybody. And Diaz was like, oh, just give me a microphone for a second. I'll tell you why I left. I, I, was, I was fucking bored. Yeah. So was Mazdaval. Like, we were bored. We didn't want to watch it anymore. Uh, Jake Paul was so worried about Nate Diaz that he actually hired a full security team. Uh, and Diaz, you know, he was so aggressive and mean that he actually took a picture with the security detail. <laughs> Saw that. My favorite part was, did you see like the fan shot video of him? Yeah. I don't know who he flexed that, like a vendor? <laughs> Somebody carrying like 12 beers Fuck. and the dude spilled all the beers. And it was like a flex from like 14 feet away. Yeah. yeah. It, he like gave it like that. It wasn't like it was like right here. It was... They were way yeah. far. I saw it was like a it was a TikTok cut. And it was like two for flinching, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I saw too. And that that was my favorite part of the whole card. Oh yeah, it's like Nate Diaz walked around that whole event like he was God's gift. And I tell you what, man, everyone was terrified of him except for the security staff because they got to take a picture with him, and he's a nice guy. <laughs> So Mazdaval, on the other hand, said he's left much like Nate Diaz because he was bored. Uh, and that, you know, when the whole call-out thing happened at the end of the match, when he called, when uh, Jake Paul called out Diaz and Mazdaval, Mazdaval's like, cool, man, you just can't afford me. I'll fight you, but you can't afford me, which he can't fight him because he's under contract with the UFC. However, Jake Paul pissed off Dana White. And Dana White's looking to make an amendment to the uh, the contracts for Mr. Mazdaval and Mr. Diaz. Let's do it. I would love to see that. Let's do back-to-back fights there and see if Jake Paul can survive the gauntlet. <laughs> okay, Vince. It's good shit. It's good shit. Uh, so bef- I wanted to squeeze this in here, Adam, because it's kind of combat news and it kind of freaked me out. So from around the globe, the boys bring you the best news from India. <laughs> it's freaking me out already. It is. So I've heard so Don't many, drink the water. Yeah, I've heard so many podcasts talking about this that I had to see your face when I told you about it. So, uh, a news report from India displays how insane monkeys can be. So, apparently, one street dog... Because if you know anything about India, stray dogs are like an epidemic over there. Right. Stray dogs everywhere. But so are monkeys. They, like, basically try to gentrify uh, human-inhabited villages. So, one single dog killed a single infant monkey. And from there, 12 Monkeys Part 2 popped off where... (laughs) 
a horde of monkeys proceeded to kill over 250 dogs. 12, 12 monkeys, that's Brendan Fraser, correct? Wasn't that a Bre- Brendan Fraser joint? No. That was um, Bruce Willis. Okay. Bruce Willis you're and right. Brad Pitt. You're right. I'm thinking of the wrong movie. That's okay, though. You're thinking... Monkey Bone. That's Monkey what Bone. That's which what I'm is, of. Let me tell you, though, I'm glad you thought about that because that movie's awesome. <laughs> no. Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt for my incorrect. Monkey Bone. You can catch it on Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> well, Monkeys was definitely the, the superior movie. So it was reported that by the New York Post, a reputable source, by the way. New York Post, very reputable. Reputable source. Yeah. That the monkeys would carry the dogs to the top of buildings and drop them. <laughs> I love dogs, too. Yeah, That's I do. a funny visual. And if you search his article out, they actually have, like, still photos of the monkeys, like, stealing the dogs off the street. And it was to the point where villagers were saying, yeah, if you see a dog walking down one of our streets, you better bet within 10 seconds a monkey is coming through and picking it up and taking it. And they would go to the top of trees, top of buildings, top of anything they could, as high as they could. Drop. Anybody want to buy Jake Paul a monkey costume? Or no, a dog costume. That's what I was getting to. You want to dress him up like Clifford the Big Red Dog, really make him noticeable, and then hope that a gorilla just... Picks him up. Oh, I want it to be like 60 little monkeys. (laughs) 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 Off the building. That'd be a cool Disney movie. That is terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Monkeys are no joke. Yes. So, I wanted to bring that to your attention only because I needed to talk to somebody about it because it was haunting my dreams. I didn't know what else to do. It was hurting me not to talk to somebody about it. (laughs) So, Adam, moving on from what we assume to be scripted fighting with Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley into actual scripted fighting, uh, we are looking at a a great card coming up for AEW, the Battle of the Belts, coming on uh, January 8th. And it's very reminiscent of the Night of the Champions, if you remember mm-hmm. those from WCW days. I do, I do. Uh, was it like, and then bastardized by WWE. Absolutely, yeah. They did, current form. did a terrible job. Uh, but now, AEW is trying to bring it back to prominence. And I'm very excited about this. Because I remember like when I was a kid and I would watch those epic matches. Like even matches that weren't for belts. But every belt was on the line. The TV title, the Cruiserweight title, everything was on the line. And now, AEW has a nice array of belts that are up for grabs. Um, but so I have a question. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's out there yet. Sure. Since they're switching to TBS and they're yeah. doing this like battle of the belts, you think they'll get like an extra hour to I do hope, it? I hope so. Yeah, because I remember WCW. It would it's be like, like three to four hours, man. Yeah, it'd be like an extra hour. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they were cool, man. I really enjoyed those nights because it was. Um, but that was just on regular TV. Yeah, right. Regular TV, man. Uh, so one match is confirmed so far. It's Britt Baker taking on Rio for the AEW Women's Championship. I pick Britt Baker. You can't take her. <laughs> doing predictions we're, we're rio's gonna come up a little bit later for me by the way yeah i know samesies <laughs> spoiler alert second half's gonna get grammy it's, it's gonna be crazy uh but i want to know so they haven't booked the rest of it so i want to see who your thoughts are for some of the other matches here so we already know the women's championship is already decided the match anyway Britt baker rio we know sure. Britt baker's gonna go over she's not gonna win the I title so. yeah uh who do you think is gonna be in the men's title match so i did take into consideration like well, I guess I didn't really take into consideration current storylines. I got, I just kind of fantasy booked this. Like, yeah, and that's, nobody's booked to do anything. That's cool. We can I do that too. It. Yeah, it's fantasy okay. booked. So it's completely. You said fantasy book, so I fantasy. Do whatever you want. So my fantasy AEW men's title match, which might be a little too soon for January 8th, but it's the only thing I want to see right now, is uh, Cowboy, Adam Page versus MJF. Yeah, I can agree with that. That's exactly where I was going to go to. You need a heel. Yeah. He's been fighting the tweener. 
I mean, they're trying to make Danielson heal, but you can't. It's not quite working. He's so good in the ring. Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, although his mic, he is a good heel on the mic. It's just like the fans just like the guy. Yeah, and it's and he's just not going to get past. It. He's going to be like an anti-hero the whole time. That's what he's going to be, which is fine. I mean, I don't mind it. Uh, but I agree with you. I think it's going to be the match right there. Um, I don't really see unless you want to run it back again for a rubber match. If if somehow Danielson pulls off the uh, the upset on Wednesday to get the belt off of Hangman, then oh. Hangman tries to get it back it would on. Be such a bad decision. It's a bad decision yeah. to go into the second bout already. Yeah, they're that really quick. good. They're really gonna. Ha- it's gonna have to be something amazing. It's gonna be yeah. Well, it has like the judges and stuff on the side, so right. it should be good. Uh, what about a TNT title match? Right now, Cody Rhodes holds it, and I don't think he's going to be losing it on Wednesday because he's taking on uh, Adam Page. Nope. All ego. Ethan. Ethan Page. Page. I'm looking at you. I'm saying Adam Page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all ego there. I don't think he's losing that one. Adam Page is the world champion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's all Adam. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky. But I got the fantasy book it, and I already showed my hand that I think Cowboys retaining. So this is where Brian Danielson comes in. That would be nice. Cody versus Danielson would be an awesome match. I would also like it if somehow Miro came back from the shadows. He's been dealing with an I, injury. I thought of that too. Yeah, I would like to see Rhodes and uh, Miro only because I think that the only way that Cody Rhodes could overmatch Miro in his strength and his striking is to go full heel. He's going to have to do heel shit to win that match. I want this to be, I want him to play this so good, super obnoxious baby face so well. Did you catch, so it was the week we took off, it happened. Yeah. He came out and uh, I believe it's when he challenged Guevara for the title, just up on the stage with Tony Shadari. And he does his whole interview and it's swarmy and blah, blah, blah. And then he turned to walk out the heel tunnel and went, (laughs) wait, and then went to the baby face. I was like, I like you again now. Like, he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all evident. Brandy Rhodes, on the other hand, after watching Wednesday's Dynamite, has no fucking idea what she's doing. She is the worst. Yeah, she's pretty terrible. Uh, I would say, too, the new shirt that Cody just put out. Did you see that one? No, I gotta look at it. It's like good, bad, winning. And it's his little neck tattoo thing (laughs) on the winning thing. It's... He knows what he's doing, and all the people who are like, fuck you, go heal. No, don't. Continue to be this quasi, like, psychopath. I love it, man. Eventually, it'll lead to the sting face paint, where he's just like... <laughs> they, should just, they should just, like, turn Brandy... Like, don't even take Brandy away from Cody. Just call her the queen of cringe and let her do her what she's doing, because it's all terrible. I, I forget what she so even said this hard. week. It made me roll my eyes and choke. Yeah, well, it was she, so bad because uh, Dan Lambert was talking about what the fuck was it? Uh, he made reference to like the color black, right? And then Brain Rose was like, "Oh, you blacked that, but I'm a black bitch." Right. And she, like, that's, started, that's the exact line. Oh, I, I like, laughed oh, so fucking hard, man. I was like, for all the all the good that AEW has done to steer away from stereotypes and battle like all the gay slurs and stuff that are coming, at, like Anthony Bowens and all those guys, yeah. and you're like. Cool, man. Go say that shit. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, Adam, there's going to be a tag team title match here. And uh, I'm, I'm only hopeful as we sit here today that the following Wednesday that the Lucha Brothers actually retain against uh, Jurassic Express. But they are set to clash on Wednesday. But 
Who do you want to fantasy book in this one? Guess who I'm taking on Wednesday? Lucha Brothers. So Lucha Brothers still have the titles. <laughs> I'm surprised. And there's no other tag team that I like more because they've FTR. They're already in a feud with them. Yeah, it's not going well. They need to get the fuck out of the out of it. FTR needs to go get yeah. strong, beating some jobbers up. But in the meantime, proud and powerful Santana like and Ortiz need yeah. to uh, to be the challengers. You know who I want. I want Lucha Brothers, but I want the House of Black. I See, want, they haven't debuted in I, yet, That's why I want them to debut. Yeah, I would like that. That was my second choice. I wanted to see Brody King come out, do some crazy fucking shit. And I don't even want them to win. I just want them to pulverize the Lucha Brothers to set up a feud. I totally thought he was coming in this week. I thought he was, too. Well, maybe it's going to be... As soon as Mar- uh, Mercedes Martinez debuted, oh, yeah. up, that's the debut for this week. There you go. Uh, I, I Honestly... I can't wait to see what happens, man, because that, that was a whole thing. Malachi Black did a, an interview where he says he wants to expand the House of Black, so I want to see what oh, his stable's going to look at. It's definitely King, but oh, they, yeah. they need, like, I'd like four members. I think a four-member Maybe one stable. female, yeah. three guys, one female. Hey, Martinez just came And maybe came a manager, if you, if you got some old guy that needs a contract. Where's Scarlet? Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool, man. Little Killer Cross and Scarlet. Absolutely, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't even want Killer Cross. I just want Scarlet. No, no, I want them both. Oh, oh he'd be good in the House of Black. I, I don't know, man. He he just kind of like. I... I'm glad Malachi got his face paint on point finally. finally. Instead of just graying out some side of his face. <laughs> now he's got like a little bit of that death metal black and white going. It is nice. Oh my god, it was bad there for two weeks. <laughs> it was real bad. Not as bad as Andrade's fucking wet shirt. <laughs> Pretty bad. <laughs> So I'm gonna wrestle like one of the Reservoir Dogs, but I'm gonna definitely make sure you can see all the flame retardant shit on my fucking shirt. Instead, <laughs> instead of Mr. White, I'm gonna be Mr. Wet. <laughs> so Adam, the TBS title should have been crowned on somebody at the end of uh, Dynamite on Wednesday. Do you think they're gonna have a TBS title match on Battle of the Belts? I think they should. Okay, who Just, do you, you know to see? establish it? So I don't know who's gonna win the final. Jade Cargill. I thought so until I saw the Thunder Rosa match, and she looks green as goose shit still. She looks so green. I think. It was the, a bad match. It was bad. I mean, Thunder Rosa pulled her through it, but yeah. she there was one person that was bad in that match, and it was Jade. How great was Thunder Rosa in that match, though? Great. Holy I thought. I thought, crap. for a second, I thought she was actually going to win it. And going into it, I was like, well, let's see her get beat. Yep. At least yeah. she lost dirty. So. She did, yeah. Which sets up a... And that's why I think Jade... No, before we get... Jade's going to win over Ruby Soho, same shit, lose dirty, or win dirty, and then she's going to take on Thunder Rosa down the line, and Rosa's going to take the belt. She's going to have to do something. Maybe down the line, but I don't think at this. Not right away. Yeah, yeah. So She's going to go into a program with Mercedes Martinez. So I booked two matches here, just depending on who the champion is, because this is the only one I'm not sure of. So I got Jade Cargill versus Chris Statlander. Nice, yeah. Power and power. That would be good. And then Ruby Soho with the debuting Kyrie Sane nice because i think those two would have a real even though it's yeah i mean with the debut it'll be like mm-hmm. face face there's not really a good heel that didn't lose terribly in that tournament though. like yeah. jamie Hayter got kind of nerfed and so did um nyla, nyla rose she yeah. got a little nerfed as well yeah. you're right so neither of them deserve a chance if ruby soho wins which kind of makes it look bad that she's gonna win because she doesn't have an opponent yeah but, so i'm gonna debut somebody That'd be nice. I think that's a good idea. Um, I'd also say if you really wanted to have someone run it back on Ruby Soho, if she, I, I'd like to see her and Ty Conte go after it. Ty would not win, but I'd like to yeah. see. Ty was just in that program with Britt, so I, I mean, I would like to see that. 
Yeah. I think they should save her for, to win, though, the next yeah. time she goes for a title. Might be a good idea, yeah. So, uh, we're going to, before we go to some ads, man, got to say one super positive thing that I was really happy to see. Uh, Jim Ross is cancer-free, and he has returned to the commentary desk. Um, he called the entire night on Wednesday, and I couldn't be happier. I love Jim Ross. Uh, Sounded good. Yeah. I'm sad Taz left the commentary booth, yeah. though, because I like him. They should have kicked Excalibur out, but... They will, eventually. Hopefully. <laughs> So we are going to go to some ads, and we actually have an, uh, a commercial drop from one of our friends, a podcast called Casting Views, uh, a nephew and an uncle duo that tackle bunches of to- a bunch of topics, and they try to pick them apart, make you laugh, make you think. Nice. Uh, love these guys. They've been really nice to us, so throw out to some ads for people to support us, and if you support them, you support us, and also check out Casting Views. One last thing, though. Yeah. Tony Storm to AEW. Confirmed! <laughs> I'm Dan. I'm Lou. And together we are Casting Views. An uncle and nephew chatting on random topics. Some heavy, some fun, but we aim to amuse. Don't miss out. Don't delay. Subscribe to Casting Views today. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and Good Pods. Nice ink, Adam. Yeah, I got your name on my ass. (laughs) Uh, I was talking about your forearm, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been taking care of it. Yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, are, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. Oh yeah, man. I found their products after taking their online quiz and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like, because again, when you support our sponsors, you support us. And we support us, we bring some pretty cool stuff. Also, too, check out all of our friends. We're dropping commercials throughout. Uh, I think I got 13 of them all together. Uh, made some really cool friends on Twitter, and they've been very supportive. Uh, shout out to Unsheft for organizing the whole thing. I'm glad that you allowed me to be a part of it with my co-host here. So we look forward to bringing you guys more commercials so you guys can check out some other indie podcasts. Yes, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Unsheft. So speaking of social media, we had a little social media smackdown before we went on vacation, Adam. I threw it out there. I said, hey, do you guys make New Year's resolutions? Because I think they're kind of stupid. I, I don't like them. And uh, 41% of you guys said, yes, you do, which, good for you. Hopefully you can achieve them. You won't. Oh. <laughs> you won't. You won't. Maybe they have good willpower and they will. Mm-hmm. Sure. We do, too. Every year. No, no, that's why I'm in the nose. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I just quit trying to do it. 59% of you guys are realistic with yourselves and you say no. What's the number one resolution every year, Adam? It's got to be lose weight. Lose weight. Right. Lose weight. How many times have you told yourself every new year to, you know what? In 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, I'm going to lose weight. None of those years did I lose weight. No. 14, 15, and 16, I think. Yeah. What? Well, there's something about, too... I maintained a good weight until I got to the pandemic. And then I lost Uh, a lot of weight because I have a home gym. And then we started buying shit and my home gym became storage. So I just stopped working out. I didn't didn't really think about it. I didn't make my 
pre-resolution goal of losing, what was it, 20 pounds before my birthday? I think it was 20 pounds. Yeah, I didn't. What'd you get to? I lost some, uh, like seven. That's pretty good, though. You yeah. lost seven pounds in, like, and I've two lost weeks. A, I've lost, like, two more since my birthday, so. I actually did not gain weight on my birthday. Orders. That's incredible. I lost weight through the holiday this year. <laughs> I just wasn't, my appetite was, like, bleh. Yeah. I drank a lot of liquor. Are you drink sad? A lot of beer. No, uh, well, that's my secret. I'm always sad. <laughs> now that you asked, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I just uh, it was yeah. Okay. I think mostly just shifting from beer to liquor. That does it. Yeah, I bought. Which isn't a good diet. Through, well, through the holidays, it might be. As long as you don't combine it with pretzels, I think you're okay. No, yeah. I had a couple pretzels. But... Oh, dude. my mom made these chocolate covered pretzels. Girl, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Papa ate like a whole bag of pretzels covered in chocolate. One of uh, one of Lori's relatives made uh, fudge that was phenomenal. Oh, That's probably Christ. like my biggest dalliance in the holiday season. What do you was what? I ate quite a bit of fudge? You're just bringing an atom bomb to my diet. It's just That's fudge and bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, fudgy bourbon. Can we do that? Can we make fudge out of bourbon? We should try that. Oh yeah, Lori does it all the time. She does a, uh, yeah, she, last year she did a uh, screwball peanut butter fudge. What the fuck? It was good. Hey, uh, Lori. She didn't, it, she didn't do it this year. Lori. She didn't make it this year. Come on. Thick she, as fuck. You know I love fudge. She, she does a Jameson, or I don't know if it was Jameson or Bean fudge the year before that. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's boozy. Speak, well, boozy tasty. Well, speaking of boozy, Adam, we are in round two. You made another beer. Over a year in the making, so it's round two. Let's combine your over a year of effort and call it <laughs> round two beers. Oh, what yeah. the fuck are we about to drink? So this was made way over a year ago. This was brewed in March of 2020, if everybody remembers March 2020. It was a bad month. I try not yeah. to. It's my birthday month, and I still try to black it, it out. It was brewed after your birthday. It was brewed towards the end of March. But it, it, it was brewed for a festival we were going to do um, as a triple IPA. That never happened, and we just aged it, and now the hops are probably gone from it, and it is now <laughs> barley wine. Uh, Coming in at 15.2%. I think it was brewed with, I don't even, I don't even know if I have the recipe on this fan. So, so this thing is but it was the, like It was like eight pounds of honey. I was going to say, this thing is, it was supposed to be a triple of the Jojinator, right? Right. We're called the Joji Bus. Right. To get it like... <laughs> so now it turned into a barley wine that I was going to release on New Year's, and it's called Year of the Joji. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, a ton of honey, um, and then other than that, pretty much a barley wine. What I want to do is I want you to sip first. And we have not tried. I tried this about two months ago. Yeah. Just to make sure I shouldn't dump it. And I've, at that time, yeah. it was fine. I've never tried this. So it smells like, like liquor. liquor. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to see you try it first, and okay. then you talk about it while I try to fathom. It smells malty yeah. and boozy. That's what I want. Let me see your face. Oh, no. Oh, no? It's good. Okay. And not only that, but it's only been kept at cellaring temperature. So it's probably rocking right in, like, the 50s. It actually maintains some hoppiness on the back. You won't get it till the very end. But it, oh, it does wow. have some hoppiness still. It tastes like a... Remember those honey candies you used to get when you were a kid? Like little honey drop candies, the hard shell honey drop candies? I do not know those. Must be a Polish thing. It tastes like me, like the those honey candies you would get in the at Christmas time. The cellophane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's good. Tastes like candy, buddy. It does. That's dangerous. It's pretty good. That's dangerous. It's pretty good. Yeah, lightly carved, because um, once I turned it into a barley wine, I just... Yeah. 
kind of carved it enough to keep the oxygen off of it so it wouldn't ruin it. It's really good, um, man. But yeah, that's good. Hey, and you might see, uh, I don't think we'll be going through a ton of this tonight, but it's here for whoever wants to try it. And Again, then, um, if you go through all of the stuff that you have right now, oops, yeah. all Ubers. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll, we'll probably bottle a little bit of this up, maybe throw a little wax on it for uh, Sounds like a good idea for some giveaways. Yeah, so keep your eyes open on that too, because it's Bash underscore Brew on all social media. We are always dropping some of the best brews in the Berg. If you want to get your hands on them, just hit the social media up, hit our DMs, and if you can't find Adam, which you should be able to by now, hit us up, decayandwtb at gmail.com, and we'll, we'll hook you up. We'll see what we can do. While we, I'm going to nurse this for two I'm reasons. For two I'm going to try to nurse it. It's delicious. I want to savor it. And secondarily, it still kind of scares me. It doesn't taste like it's 15. Nope. It tastes a lot lighter than that. Yeah. Warning. Pain <laughs> point to you. Good Lord. Well, I do remember when I took the final gravity, which gives you the alcohol. It wasn't completely dried out. So there is some residual sweetness. And you can taste it uh, mm-hmm. all the way through, especially at the end. Even the bitterness that comes through, you still mm-hmm. get the sweetness at the end. Even Great. the burp ups taste yeah. kind of nice. Great job, Adam. It's still very hoppy. I wish, See, I, I, wish I could find the... I told you you I, could age I a wish, beer. I wish I had the recipe. Wait, maybe <laughs> I do. Hold on real quick. So while Adam tries to find that recipe, again, if you want to find out what's going down here in the brew lab, it's at Bash underscore Brewing, all social media. That's where you can uh, you can find out what he's brewing up, and it's stout season right now, and if, you know apparently we're making bangers down in the brew lab, so if you want to see what's going on, or you want to ask him some questions, too, about how you can be a, a skilled home brewer, just you know hit us up, and we'll answer your questions as best we possibly can. Uh, yeah. Um... Still hunting it still down. Looking, but... Still looking, still looking, still looking, still <laughs> looking. Oh, I think I got it. I got it. So this was actually, now that I look it up, the last brew we did upstairs before we got the new system. Oh, okay. This is the last small batch. Wow. So it is um, caramel malt, carapils malt, and honey malt, and just then two row base. Um, how much honey? In a five-gallon batch. There's five pounds of honey. So that's, that's why all. the sweetness is We there. put six in a 10-gallon batch now. Yeah. So that's why the sweetness is there. Yeah, for sure. Um, San Diego Super Yeast was the yeast used. Um, oh, my God. So much two-row went into it. <laughs> and then two ounces of Warrior hops. Actually, four ounces. Hopped twice with Warrior, which is a very bitter hop. Yeah. It's a blend. Which is staying. Just bitterness, which is hanging around. We had two ounces of Centennial in there. A little bit of Mosaic. And Citra Flame Out, which is not in there anymore. No. I do. I taste no hints of grapefruit. There's no, yeah. It's all the warrior. It's all warrior. There's no yeah. stone fruit in this thing whatsoever. No. Uh, so, Adam, congratulations on two very good beers we had we today. It. It's a beer we will never do again. <laughs> so much patience. I think a five-gallon batch costs like $140 to make, and we just sat on it. Yeah. It's supposed to be at Brews and Bruises. Yeah, that's right. We're supposed. To, oh uh, man! But uh, now it's here now. Bruises and bruises, and hopefully that comes back. We get to do that, man. Yeah, hopefully. So speaking of wrestling, buddy. Yeah. Part of 2021 saw some pretty significantly cool uh, wrestling debuts, matches, you know, everything there, and then it also had some other really cool stuff going on. So uh, I gave you control for the first episode back in season two. Of the second half of the show, so you decided to shotgun the best of 2021, but uh, it's best and worst. Best and worst for each of these categories. Because if I know Adam, there has to be a bad 
to the good. Because <laughs> the worst is usually funnier. The way the funnier. Yeah. Way um, but yeah, the, and the only rule for this was it didn't have to be new in 2021. It just had to be present in 2021. Okay. So you're not picking, for example, one of them is favorite and least favorite band. Yeah. You're not picking somebody that broke up a decade ago. Right. Yeah. It, it's somebody that's still current. Same with the wrestlers. Same with the... Mm-hmm. We have some movies and shit. Cool. We're talk yeah. About, so. I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm going to give... This is your segment. You take it, man. And I'm just here along for the ride. Also, hey, kids. Hydrate. Watch out for waspus. Watch out for waspus. Uh, so, Adam, take it away, man. This is uh, you. So we're going to start it off. What is your best and worst male wrestler of 2021? The best male wrestler is going to be Kenny Omega. Oh. Hands down. Uh, great, <laughs> great championship run. I really loved it. I want to say the uh, worst is going to be Hangman Adam Page. The storyline is, is this whole thing just for me to jump over the table at you? No, no. I, let me let me say this right now. I love that he won the title, but he had a storyline so broken up that it caused a lot of continuity issues. I don't think so. So I don't I think it continued quite fine. I, I I wasn't a fan. Now I am, but huh, that's that's my yeah, guess. I guess he shouldn't have went and had a kid. Yeah, ruined everything. Yeah, ruined everything. Don't you know that you need to stay in the game? So I'm going to break my rule right on the first one <laughs> yeah. with my male wrestler because I couldn't pick just one favorite. Okay. So I have MJF and Eddie Kingston as an honorable mention. I MJF like is my favorite, though. Yeah. And then least favorite, no surprise to anybody who's listened to this podcast before, Luchasaurus. <laughs> or as I call him, Luchaboros. Luchaboros. Yes. He had some great spots this year, though. Not this last episode of Dynamite. He was a uh, huge botch fest. Was... That tail whip came super slow. It was terrible. He sucks. Anyway, <laughs> next, what's your favorite and least favorite, or best and worst, female wrestlers? Uh, favorite female wrestler uh, was Hikaru Shida, for sure. Yeah. She carried the championship through the entire pandemic and really made uh, the swell of that roster really feel good. Can't disagree. Yeah, and then uh, Penelope Ford is my Ooh, uh, least. Interesting. Uh, she got buried, man, after Kip Sapien went away. Um I don't know what happened, man. She was a, she was a great. She team. threw her a lot of matches, but it, they weren't great. She she wasn't catching fire like yeah, she, she was with Kip. She doesn't have much of a uh, personality. Yeah, it's tough, problem. man. Yeah. I, I would say too. Uh, only followed closely uh, by Bailey's second half of her heel turn. Yes. That that got that super fucking annoying bad. after a minute. The ding dong stuff. Yeah, yeah, stupid. Didn't like that. Didn't like. You're so good, Bailey. Stop. Anyway, your turn. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't hide my feelings much. Everybody probably knows my favorite, Thunder Rosa. Yeah. My favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, followed very closely by Britt Baker. Yes, absolutely. Mention. Yeah. And then uh, least favorite by a long shot was Nia Jax. Really? Which we hopefully will never have to see again. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yep. Never mind. If I yeah. could change my votes. Bye. Because <laughs> she happened in 2021, hopefully. She said she's done wrestling. Yeah. She said she's and doing... And for everybody's health, I hope so. Yeah. She, movies or something now, right? Oh, okay. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. I don't want anyone to be poor or like lose their everything. Yeah. So good luck. Bride of King Kong. Yeah. Cool. Also, don't ever wrestle. Don't wrestle. No. Don't, don't wrestle. wrestle. Don't, <laughs> don't even fake yeah. fight anybody nope. in a movie. You're done. Yeah. You're done. You're breaking necks. Yeah. So Matt. Yeah. Best and worst tag team. Oh. 2021. We're staying uh, wrestling centric for the first half of this. Okay. Uh, best tag team. I'm going to say the Briscoes. I want to go. Ooh, I'm going to go nice Briscoes choice. for best. Uh, they kept it real. I really love them for this year. Um, worst, mm, I'm going to say probably Chaos Theory. That whole, oh. 
I would, yeah, Lu- married, yeah. Luther and Serpentico. They had yeah. a cool, like, little spot where they were catching fire. But then, like, you see how slow Luther is. Not to denigrate him. He's been in the game for, what, like, fucking 30 yeah. years. I like that they're using him the way that, like, he just throws Serpentico around the it ring. It is kind of like, cool. bosses him around. It's, it's comedic. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but the say. limit of it, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, mine are, boy, my favorites are so obvious. But Lucha Brothers, mm-hmm. my favorite, by far. And my least favorite are the Dirty Dogs. Really? Which is Dolph Ziggler and uh, Bobby Roode. Why is that, though? Because it's just slammed together and it sucks. Really? And they were so good at certain points in their career as single true. stars. Yeah. It just seems like a lazy tag team. Everyone forgets that and Dolph Ziggler won the fucking championship yep. so many... Like, yeah, yep. you're right. That's that's a shame. Okay. It just, yeah, just more ticks me off. They, they as themselves, don't annoy me. Their tag team name sucks. It is bad. Um, yeah. But other than that, it's... Only, yeah. only matched... Closely by Miz and uh, Morrison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that a lot of factions and yeah. In well, there's one or two in WWE, but mm-hmm. there's a bunch in AEW. What's your favorite and most hated faction? My favorite faction in wrestling this year was the Hurt Business. Flash in the pan. Wow. I really, really liked those guys. I thought they resurrected careers out of that one, most notably. Shelton Benjamin and MVP, guys who were kind of in the gutter and came back out and then raised up stars within the stable. I thought it was great. Um, I would say my least favorite, I'd say that, what the fuck was that one with like B-Fab in it? The one that got dismantled. Like, Hit Row. Hit Row. Hit Row. And only because I didn't get to see them develop. They they were okay on NXT, got caught up to the main roster, and then just got fired. Funny enough, if you told me to name factions in WWE, those are the only two I can think of. Really? Well, Undisputed Era was in 2021. In uh, Bloodline. Probably the best. Bloodline almost made my best, actually. Yeah, I would yeah. say it's close. What do you got? Uh, my favorite, probably for all the wrong reasons, is The Dark Order. Yeah. Just, <laughs> there's comedy, there's cults. They just there's... bring a smile to my face. Yeah. And they're good yeah. in the ring. They're... They are good. Yeah. When they take themselves seriously, they, they do. get good. Yeah. Um, kind of ridiculous. My least favorite, The Inner Circle. I could see that. At this point, at, yeah. by the end of 2021, they've run their course. Mm-hmm. I think each person in that faction, aside from Proud and Powerful, being a tag team. But everybody's better just on their own. At the I point. agree. I agree with that. Except Jake Hager. Jake Hager's going away. <laughs> he <hopefully>. needs help. <laughs> Wardlow is way more over than him now. It's crazy. Yeah, and all he's doing is fucking powerbomb yeah, people. Yeah, oh, I love it. Just keep doing it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, real easy on my yeah, factions. One. But yeah. Bloodline was... Yeah. I, Pretty close. It uh, might be the best thing WWE's doing. Well, until AEW puts together Undisputed 2.0, well, then it's They already done did it. They just got to name them. Yep. Uh, so what's your uh, best and worst manager in wrestling? My favorite manager of 2021 is Scarlett Boudreaux. She was <laughs> the best manager. She did a great job. She, all the introductions in NXT for Cross were fan-fucking-tastic. She let's not twist it up. She's very beautiful. Yeah, there's she, a real reason. And she's also very good in theatrics in the ring. Also, you forget that she's actually a good wrestler. She's wrestling now and she's throwing crazy like sunset flip power bomb. Like she's doing a great job. Did out you there. pick an equally pretty person for your worst? Uh I would not really. I mean <laughs> my problem here is that I didn't really have a lot of managers I looked at, but I would say also, too, let me say this: Manager of the Year, second to Scarlett, is Paul Heyman. Um, I love Paul Heyman in general. Uh, but for worst, I really didn't have one. 
It, it was tough because this right. wasn't the year of managers. I got one for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. It wasn't the year of managers. Um. So if I if I'm going to use a pass on this one, I'd probably use it here because I didn't really see okay. one I didn't like. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, my favorite manager, you'll love because it's Paul Hammond for sure. And then my least favorite is Vicky Guerrero. Oh fuck! I changed my <laughs> response. Excuse me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that. Just shit. not relevant. Not yeah. doing much for Nyla Rose. No. Just. Freaking there! The couple times she's gotten involved involved in her matches, they're it's Terrible. awful. The timing's way off. It's all botched. Um, so yeah, she's. Oh, you know, it was a, tough to think of a least favorite, but yeah. honorable least. mention for best Alex Alperantes. I do like it. Yeah. Pantis, Pantis says, says. <laughs> get fucked. Yeah. So I didn't know how to say this, but basically, best and worst commentator, play by play, color man in wrestling. In wrestling, yeah. Uh, the best play by play. Uh, God, I mean, that's tough because there's lots of there are a lot of really good ones right now. Uh, I would say if I could, I'm gonna go on a limb here and say one that I've liked because of his work. I'm gonna say Taz is my favorite. Okay, I would go with best on that one. I like when he sings Ruby Soho. I do too. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say the worst is gotta be anytime Ricky Starks gets a headset. You're kidding me. I don't like it. He's not worse than my worst. No. But my favorite is actually uh, Jimmy Smith. The, oh, yeah. He started with WWE. He nice. was really one of my favorites from MMA that Pat came McAfee. over. <laughs> Pat McAfee. You know what? Yeah, I guess I, I did not put him on because he's not doing it now, but yeah. he was present in 2021, mm-hmm. and he was good too. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy Smith. Uh, That's a good one. Little, I'm actually giving something to a WWE guy. And then least favorite Excalibur by oh, yeah. oh, fucking a landslide. <laughs> I could see that. I could see Fuck that. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I thought we were done with wrestling. We still have two more. Yeah. This one was a lot of fun for me to come up oh, with. Oh, yeah. Best and worst ring attire. I have multiple on both sides. I just want to say right now, I, can, I, can I do a man and woman for best? That's kind of what I did. Okay. For both. So, best male attire, uh, Penta with the Joker. I'll tell you right now, I agreed. I didn't pick yeah. any one of his, but he's the best male. That was for good. Me too. And then Hikaru Shida, when she came out after she took the long absence, when she was wearing the the two piece suit, when she was coming out to the ring during the um, there's a Eliminator tournament for the title, and she was coming out in that in Japan. Oh, before the before she started putting the curtain over one leg. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. That Dude, she looked like a fucking boss, yeah, man. I saw, those are my two. And then the worst, clearly by a mile, is Sean Spears. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Easily the worst one. The I, suit with no shirt underneath. I don't the like the brown dad suit. With yeah, no shirt. I don't even have that suit. It's not, I, it's not a good it's suit. Terrible. But was, yeah, that's what I would go with. So I have Penta as, as, Hell yeah, as my man. guy, and then uh, Ty Conte is my female. I don't want to give an explanation on that. I just ratings like the way she looks. <laughs> and then uh, for worst, I have one male and two females. <laughs> He's canceled. Terrible. My worst, my worst male though is Leo Rush. Oh yeah, with his new white onesie what is where that? it looks like he's wearing a diaper. <laughs> it's awful. It's really bad. And then uh, I have one from AEW, which is Riho, because she wears doilies on her wrist, yes. which is distracting. She flies. And then, by far, the worst in all of wrestling is Tamina. With uh, her, uh, she basically dresses like a baseball catcher. She was a Dilo Brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has the whole chest protected. Like it's literally a catcher's. That's all uh, it is. Front vest? Because it even has, like, the crotch protector. Yeah. And she doesn't even cut that off. It's mm-hmm. just, like, dangling there the whole match. It's ridiculous. I don't like it. 
Super unflattering. <laughs> so, Matt. Yes. Now that we've insulted a bunch of people. Yes. Best and worst finisher in wrestling. Oh, cool. Uh, the finisher I like the most right now is actually a uh, tag team move. It's the Melter Driver from the Young Bucks. Okay. Really enjoy that because it looks pretty brutal. And the worst, I would say, because I just don't like how he does it, is the is the crossroads. I just don't like. Okay. I don't like it as a finisher. It looks kind like it of, takes too much of the opponent to sell. Yeah, you like well, dive over. It looks like he's bumping himself. Yes, under the opponent. That's it's a really weird looking. I, don't like I agree it, with that. Man. So my favorite is the black mass. From nice Malachi. Yeah, and then least favorite is the Judas effect. I could see that. I think it's slow and sloppy it most is. of the time. Yeah. And then I also included as a as a qualifier anybody that uses the spear or Superman punch because they're just overused. And Lame. Like shit. Looking at Euro Reigns in uh, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy yeah. Stop it. Orange Cassidy <laughs> definitely doesn't need it. No, he has like six fucking finishers. Yeah. Beach break, code something or other. <laughs> Probably code orange. No, it's not code orange. Uh, you call it something else. Like it's a beach breaker and all the other shit he does. Fuck. So we're yeah. out of the wrestling. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> and on to MMA. Other uh, combat sports. Yes. Not a lot in this category. And then we're just going into general fun shit. Cool. Like. Yeah. Um, but what's your what's your favorite MMA and your least favorite MMA male fighter of the year? I don't think he even fought in 2020, but I love Nate Diaz. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if he did. He just shit talks. I'll give it to you because he was still uh, around. Oh, yeah. He was so relevant the entire time. Uh, Nate Diaz, only because he talks shit on all these little punks. Uh, Not Conor McGregor. Get your family a proper gift. Nope. <laughs> and I would say my my least favorite MMA male. Mm, uh, I'd probably this is gonna. Mm, wow, man, it's tough because there were so many people that I didn't like. You're gonna were, love mine. Uh, I'd say probably Cody Garbrandt. It's just because turned on into a big flub in Yeah, the shit talking backed up by the dance moves in the ring and getting his jaw rearranged. <laughs> I was just like, mm. <coughs> goodbye. Can't wait to see him in sugar. <laughs> it's gonna fucking annihilate. be great. Uh, so my favorite MMA male is Glover Texera because old dude that came back and won the fucking title in he 2021. Won. He is freaking killer. He's an animal. Um, and then least favorite, I don't know if he fought in MMA in 2021, but he fought twice. Tyron Woodley. <laughs> oh. Bye. <laughs> that was an easy worst. That was really Because there are a lot of bad ones that are just douchebags. Yeah, man. But Tyron Woodley was a douchebag for money, so bye. Um, MMA female, favorite and least favorite. Uh, MMA favorite, uh, Ms. Pena, I'd say, because she unseated the Lioness. I would right say. Right at the end of the year here, yeah. yeah very I'll, top of mind. Very I'll good. take her. And then fucking Ronda Rousey. Shut the fuck up. But she hasn't fought. Well, she's been, yeah, she's been running. She's such a dickhead. She's been running her mouth. She gets on all these fucking, like, all the people that gave her money and accolades. She's like, that was bullshit. I don't know why I f-. Shut up. I, it's, don't ever fight again. Don't come back to wrestling. Don't come back to MMA. I loved you so much. And then you're just a dickhead now. You open your mouth. Fucking over with you, man. I just can't. I'm mad. I don't like her, man. She pisses me off a lot. Clearly you have a worst of. Yep. So, my favorite. Thug Rose, not a yes. And least favorite, one of Ronda Rousey's uh, common competitors, Misha Tate. Yeah. 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 For similar reasons. Yeah. To Ronda Shut Rousey. the fuck yeah. up. Get in there and yeah. get knocked out or quit or do something, but yeah. do something. Do something. Anything. Good so, look. we're yeah. out of combat sports, Matt. Oh, thank God. On to just how we live our lives now. Yeah. For quite a few. Yeah. 
And I was going to do best and worst movie, but mm-hmm. we don't just like movies. Yeah. We like horror movies. We sure do. So best and worst <laughs> horror movie, and okay. try to get it in 2021 if you can. Okay. Um, I'd say... Because I think I did. I'm not sure if I did. Uh, I would say a movie that I really enjoyed in 2021, maybe not the best of 2021, but the one I enjoyed a lot was uh, VHS 94. That was almost my favorite. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Hell Rat Mountain. <laughs> I love that movie. And then the worst one, I really tried to watch. Um, it was a it was a female revenge movie. It was exclusive on Shudder, and I can't remember what the hell it was called. It, it's not worth even trying to remember, but it's like some girl who gets drugged, fucked, and then comes back, and she's like picking people off with a sniper rifle. It just wasn't good. Whoa. It wasn't good. I missed that one. Um, just, I can't remember what it was called. Forgive me. I... But it was least favorite. Least so favorite, that's yeah, fine. yeah. So my favorite horror movie was uh, VHS 94 was definitely up there. But my backup and what edged it out by a little bit was a movie called Censor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great a, movie. Which was about, uh, you know, the English censorship in the, <laughs> in the uh, I guess that was the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. over the nasties, which was yeah. just movies we were watching here in America. But a very cool take. I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. Give it a watch. Um, and then least favorite was a tie because I wasn't sure if Willie's Wonderland was from 2021 or not, <laughs> but, but I know my other least favorite definitely was, and that's Halloween Kills. Yeah. Terrible. Um, both, both were terrible movies for completely different reasons. Uh, Willie's Wonderland definitely worse than, uh, Halloween Kills, but. At least Halloween, the, Halloween's Kills was at least shot well. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> that was my biggest problem with Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. It was, it was shot cheap it was all just cheap and the story was cool as shit it could have been yeah it could have been i liked it i like the idea of it yeah for sure but sucked (laughs) sucked hated it (laughs) so matt i'm not gonna nail you down to just a favorite or uh a best or worst song yeah but if you want a best or worst artist whatever whatever you prefer because i think i have an artist for my best and then a worst song i don't even remember the artist's name so uh, for 2021, an artist that I actually, actually really like, and you're going to think this is weird because I think she's done a lot of really cool stuff in 2021. She's kind of flying under the radar as much as she can. It's called she's called Poppy. Oh yeah, I know yeah. Poppy. Yeah, I, yeah. I like Poppy. I like how she's. Uh, it's kind of like electro. It's kind of a throwback to like electro industrial metal. I think I've I still have concert tickets for her from uh, 2020. Actually. Yeah, she was cool, man. She's I, coming. Around, she's coming around with Deftones. And yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm, uh, gonna, I'm probably going to see her in 2022. She, uh, I like her new album. I thought it was pretty cool. I have it. I think I actually listened to it on the way over here, man. Uh, just, I just enjoy her shit. Um, I'd say worst of, man, there were a couple artists that put out albums I did not like. And it's hard to say because making music is tough. Very, very tough. But I'm going to say the new album from The Hollow Ends really... Uh, Left me wanting well, more. I don't even know who they are. It, trash grass, but like re- oh, no. very heavy resonator style. Um, I don't know, man. It, I just didn't. I didn't really like it. Um, sorry. I like everything oh, else. You've you... liked some of their past. Oh, dude. Works? The rest of his cat. Like, he's a, he's a one man band, and he's oh, he's fantastic. Well, but this new album, I don't know. Check out all of his stuff. I think he tried too hard. Oh, you're way nicer with worse than I am. <laughs> um, my best uh, was an artist, which I know they've had. New music in 2021, but I kind of like some of their old stuff that I did just discover this year. Yeah. And that's Eskimo Callboy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, specific shout out to Hypa Hypa, which I think is a 2019 release, maybe? Yeah. 18. Um, but thank, you for, thank you for hiring all the chicks on your videos. Yes, too, but... yeah. 
Yeah. But they also had two songs released in 2021 that are yeah. phenomenal. Um, so check out Eskimo Cowboy. Yes, that's a weird artist name. It's good. And yes, their sound matches it. It's good. It's kind of new school uh, system of a down meets yeah. club music. It's very it's chaotic. Very, it's chaotic and fun. Yeah, I like it. Which I like. It's upbeat. Like it. mm-hmm. So it's a nice change of pace for me. And then my least favorite, by far, and I do not know the artist, whoever released that fancy-like song that's in all the TikToks and the Applebee's. We, oh, fancy like Applebee's. Yeah, that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Go to hell. <laughs> Go to fucking hell. Straight and to it. And that hell will be in Applebee's. Yeah. And it'll be $1 drinks they make in the buckets it in the back. It is the worst song. Yeah, it's terrible, man. That I've ever heard. Get. And definitely the worst song of 2021. Yeah. Might have came out before that, but I heard it a lot this year. And fuck off. Yep. <laughs> off of music now, because now I'm frustrated. Favorite and most hated podcast. Can I just say us for both of them? <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my answer. Uh, uh, no, you can't say us for either. Uh, I would say shout out to our friends at Halloween is Forever for uh, a podcast that really took over. They started late in 2021, but I really enjoyed what they did and also uh by the time before you hear this we're actually on the next episode yes yeah we'll be on there monday i was gonna tell you to promote that at the end but yeah, go, yeah. we'll do it again anyway <laughs> but yeah uh halloween's forever is really cool uh thank you brian steve and meg uh great great job over there and i'd say worst um god man there, there's a couple that I, I didn't like a lot this year i would probably say any celebrity driven podcast fuck off like you just you have this you have a fan base that will listen to you fart into a microphone and you get six million downloads an episode meanwhile you have people like josh potter who i love he's only getting like four hundred thousand hits per episode and he kills so i don't know celebrity driven podcasts in general are the ones I hate the most. I will not listen to armchair quarterback. I don't give a I was going to say that. I dislike that yeah. one a lot. If I'm you, actually, yeah. I'll say that right now. I'll take that as mine. Cause I didn't have a least favorite, yep. but I, well, what's I your favorite then? Stand that one. Yeah. Well, Steve's going to be very happy with us. Cause yeah. I <laughs> am taking him and Adam on the hot nation USA podcast. Wonderful. Um, it's one, a, one it's one, a one B with yeah. them and yeah, Halloween's forever. Which, uh, yeah, th- those two, um, I listen to every week along with last podcast on the left. So yeah, easily my favorite. Yeah. Also too, shout out to you guys. Um, you know, if, if anyone listens to us, when we started, we didn't really know what we were doing and hop nation helped us out a lot. So helped hey. Matt out. I just show up folks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks in 2021. <laughs> I think, uh, you guys deserve a individual shout outs. So thank you very much for helping me understand how to do this. So, Love you guys. So, Matt, in a similar vein, but with video. Yeah. Favorite and least favorite YouTube channel. Easily my favorite YouTube is Stevie T. Stevie T on the guitar. He is so fucking funny. I gotta look this up. I don't he know is I know. such. I feel like I know this, but maybe I don't. He's great, man. He like he does things like he'll take songs that have bad uh, song lyrics. He'll put them in like Google Translator and try to have the translator guess it and shit like that phenomenal guitar player by the way huh. uh he's friends with dragon force I'll have to check it out. Yeah, he's he's great i love <laughs> steve t stevie t if you're watching this please <laughs> just fucking love you dude um i say worst youtube channel they're all it's hard to produce content but let me just say fuck you nick briz 
I don't like you. I think you're a dick bag. I don't, know. I don't, I don't play you. basketball, don't but I'm going to tell you right the fuck now, I don't like your shit. I think you're an asshole. Come at me. Wait, he plays basketball? He plays basketball. Is that the guy that Tom Segura broke his leg? No, that's Tristan Jazz. Oh, I like okay. I like Tristan. Right, okay. No, Nick Brizzi. Man, you're in that end one in the world. That I am, man. Well, when know. I'm frustrated and stressed, I watch all these like YouTube basketball things. You watch talented people. I do. I watch talented people. But Nick Briz pisses me off. So fuck you, Nick Briz. Come after <laughs> me, bro. <laughs> yeah, we probably can't weather that storm. Anyway, I um, can weather that storm. I don't give a. <laughs> my, my favorite YouTube channel is kind of a cop out off of a podcast, but it's your mom's house. Oh, yeah. I always watch it on YouTube. I don't listen to it commonly because I want to see the videos that pop yeah. them up. Um, another one I like that is strictly YouTube is uh, a channel called That Chapter, oh, yeah. which is a, an Irish guy um, recapping true crime stories in a kind of comedic way, but serious way with a lot of courtroom footage. And then a uh, third one I just thought of when I mentioned Irish guys is OSW Review, which is a wonderful wrestling video podcast that started by uh, picking apart each pay-per-view from Hulk Hogan's career oh, shit. and just like watching them and making fun of them. And you can watch it real time with their commentary, which is nice. Um, but now they have evolved into like covering some TNA storylines, uh, some more current WWE. And right now they're doing... The Ultimate Warriors time in WCW, oh, shit. which has been pretty phenomenal. Lately. Yeah. Um. So yeah, an OSW review, and then least favorite, pretty easy. Anything the Paul Brothers are doing. Yep. Fuck um, you guys. They're out. Yep. Because uh, I couldn't think of a of a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, it's just one <laughs> I don't turn on. Um. So Matt, best and worst TV series. If you've gotten into that, that can include anything on Netflix or Hulu. Or... Oh, cool. Okay. Uh. So best TV series I was like super addicted to. Uh, Wentworth. Thank you, Wentworth, for they capped off. It, it's like this is really just you giving me stuff to check out. Cool. <laughs> it, they, they wrapped up the entire series. It's on Netflix okay. right now. Um, it's an edgier uh, Orange Is the New Black. It, oh, it's set in Australia. Nice, fantastic. Loved it. Um, and then my worst, I would say, um, people are gonna fucking hate me for this, but I didn't like this as much as I did as I thought I was going to. Ozark. Oh, thank God. Did not like it. as well. Everyone was like, Jason Bateman. So He's great. I'm not going to say any of the acting jobs were bad. It's just that, meh, I just didn't like the... Let's see, I love yeah. Ozark. I, I do love it. Not Coming big... back season four or yeah. five or whatever they're on. Something like that. At the it, end of the month. I'm not going like, to denigrate the ability to make a show, but it's just not, not for me. It's see, not for me. Yeah. That's why I don't have a worst. I yeah. hate to say it. I do not have a worst. That's okay. Uh, but my favorite it was something that was actually on TV and surprised me right here at the end of the year. And that was Chucky on Sci-Fi. Oh, yeah. It was really Ended good. Ended up being really good. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything streaming I watched that wasn't from past years. But that's something that debuted this year that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, it ended a little <laughs> sloppy and rushed. But I think that's because... Season two's on the way. To keep it into a season yeah. two. And I think they got that news a little late in the shooting. Um, so, yeah. They kept it open-ended. And I think that hurt the last episode. But other than that, it was a great... Great episode, a lot of a lot of cussing and a lot of violence for Cable. <laughs> yeah, I uh, really appreciated it. it. It read kind of like a a good Chucky movie. Yeah, so I agree. Not like that latest remake that was mm. fucking weird. Um, <laughs> so Matt, yeah, best and worst reality TV show. 
the best and worst reality worst streaming show. It's the same one, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, it's my best. It's the best and worst at the same time. Because it, it best because I love the drama and worst because I hate some of the people so bad on that show. That's why I love it. I just can't. So best and worst is 90 Day Fiance. So my best and worst are both from TLC. But best is 90 Day Fiance. Worst is I'm in love with a mama's boy or it's just oh, a mama's yeah. boy. Ugh. And it's about these women that are yeah. in, in relationships with guys that are really obsessed with their mothers yeah it's kind of creepy it's very creepy and i just hate it's really misplaced hate because i hate all of the women in the show yeah for putting like, up with the bullshit the, the guys are what they are yeah and they're fucking weird move on because mm-hmm. a lot of them are seem like decent ladies other than whatever mental illness they have that keeps them with yeah. their <laughs> um but yeah uh, yeah that one's just frustrating to watch um now into our really easy stuff consumables oh, yeah. And locations to consume consumables. Mm-hmm. Matt, what's your favorite and least favorite food of 2021? Not that it had to be invented in 2021. Oh, my favorite food. Because mine are straight up forward. My, my favorite food is Condado tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Condado, for fueling all of 2021 for me. Uh, my least favorite food, um, I'd say uh, this one time when I tried to make uh, broiled chicken and I fucked it up. <laughs> I still serve it to my family. So Fuck match, you guys. <laughs> overcooked or undercooked? Super overcooked. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. I got hammered while I was cooking it and then forgot about it. And that seems it, to be how most of your mishaps start. I got yeah. super hammered then. Insert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that Insert was Insert fuck up here. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite food, I went more general than you. I just went tacos. <laughs> and then least favorite, any salad made with iceberg lettuce. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Romaine or dye. <laughs> or, or spinach. I like baby spinach. Yeah, I do spinach. Yeah, yeah. Spring mix is all good. Anything but iceberg is such a lame lettuce. Yeah. So, Matt? Yeah. Best and worst? Non alcoholic drink. Oh, this is actually surprisingly very easy for me. Uh, best. It was super easy for yeah, me. Best non alcoholic drink is Liquid Death. Absolutely. Interesting. Best one. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, I'd say uh, the worst one is any kind of soda. I don't drink soda anymore, okay. so fuck, fuck soda. Except Sprite every once in a while? Every once in a while when I have a hangover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's medicinal that's purposes. That's mine. Mine are both coffee. <laughs> really? Yes. Best uh, best Black Forge yeah. here to, in Pittsburgh. Least favorite, Dunkin' Donuts. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if we're doing worse coffee, too, that Bones coffee. Is that <laughs> Which uh, I had to get Dunkin' today. I, I can drink yeah. their iced coffee. Yeah. Their hot coffee sucks. It's terrible. And if you let their hot coffee go cold, prepare for diarrhea. Oh, yeah. Prepare oh, for it, yeah. Instant, instant. Yeah, today I went to Black Forge to get coffee. They're closed. Good on you for giving your employees yeah. New Year's Eve off. I like That's that. That's really cool, especially on a Friday. For sure. Um, but then my backup, and the only thing closed besides Gitko is Dunkin'. Mm. And I should have went to Gitko. But, um, well, live and learn. But, uh, so that, that I just came up with that one today. That was nice. That was good. <laughs> so, to the funner drinks, Matt, what's your favorite alcoholic drink? Not beer related. Oh, not beer related? We'll go with okay. booze, or if it's wine, mm. it's wine. Um, but beer is our next category, so okay. don't pick So, I would say for alcoholic, it actually, it's a, it's a nice little throwback to you. Thank you. Uh, you got me this bottle of 10-year-aged McKenna. 
Ah, that I that's did, one of my favorite bourbons. Yeah, I did not open it until the start of 2021 because I wanted to save it for something special. And I realized that uh, second year of the pandemic was as special as it could get. <laughs> so I cracked it open. It's uh, I've, This is depre- as depressed yeah. as I'll ever be. <laughs> I got a quarter of the bottle left. And um, thank you. It was a, I think a birthday gift. Birthday? It was either birthday or Christmas yeah. last year. But it lasted. Yeah. And um, I'm excited because it was good, man. And, you know, you get me some pretty cool shit. So thank you for that. Um, least favorite alcoholic drink. I had this shit called rooster cock whiskey. Oh, I have a bottle of that too. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes in an aluminum bottle and it has like, Oh, mine is in a glass bottle at least. Oh, mine was in an aluminum bottle and they had a sticker on it. It wasn't even like That's a label. Bad news. Yeah, but I was like, Hey, that sounds pretty funny. So I'm try it. Yeah. And it's, it's tastes as funny as it sounds. It tastes like shit. Sorry, rooster cock. Don't sue us. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't good. So, uh, yeah, my favorite uh, drink, definitely not new to me in 2021. It's always been my favorite. Don't know why I put this on the best and worst of the year list. Because it's not even new from the name, because it's an old-fashioned. But it's oh, my nice. favorite cocktail. And then my least favorite is a Vegas Bomb. Oh, yeah. Those have oh. now hit Jaeger Bomb status for me this year. Yeah. I cannot drink them anymore. <laughs> Do you ever, uh, as a Matt Bronger was like, yeah, I get a, I get a Jaeger Bomb and I sip it casually at the bar. <laughs> Psychopath. <laughs> So, Matt, one I haven't come up with the uh, for myself yet. Yeah. Best and worst beer of 2021. Yeah. So, uh, the best beer I had in 2021, and not to be a homer about it, but when you brewed a beer on the Penn Brewery system, when you had... Uh, you big tur- loser. Tortuga and Fuego. Big loser. Um, they're, uh, you're listen, just trying to get me to kiss you, and that ain't going to work. That's it's going to happen. When that camera goes off, you're going to you fucking French nope, me. No, I am not. It's for a ton of reasons, one of which, great accomplishment for you. Secondarily, that's one of my favorite beers, and to have it off of uh, the oldest microbrewery in Pennsylvania was really cool. So for all those reasons, it's my favorite beer of 2021. Um, my, my least favorite beer of 2021, um, I would say uh, I tried it. Can't believe Breckenridge uh, Brewery had their vanilla porter, and I broke oh, down. No. I broke down. Your and bo- former favorite. I broke down and bought a can of it, and I was just like, I want to see if it still sucks. And guess what? Still sucks. Still sucks. Still sucks. <laughs> also, too, shout out to Necromancer. I think I said that on Hop Nation that the yeah. Poker Face IPA is. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Kissy face. <Mwah. laughs> um. Damn, this is tough for me. I should have did some research. On you should have. Just say Arboretum Trail and get it over with. Least favorite, yeah. Arboretum <laughs> Trail. <laughs> Arboretum Trail, definitely my least favorite. You stole my employee. Um, hey, Ben. Actually, that's brewery. That's next. <laughs> um, now, I don't know. Uh, least favorite should probably be easier. Oh, I know my least favorite. I had uh, three citrus peel out from Southern Tier this year. It used good. to be one of my favorite beers. Yeah. They've now lowered the ABV. They've lowered the character. They've the flavor they're trying to get that, like, that general audience so kind of in your breckenridge yeah um feeling ah, you can say they're getting to that general audience they're just trying to get to more of an audience yeah. so they're watering down the beer and they're that's why pumpkin is not as good as it was so that's that's the facts that's the facts that's how it works. and actually as we talk about southern tier watering their stuff yeah. down I came up with my favorite beer. Yeah? And it's actually Arboretum Trails Pumpkin Roll. 
Oh yeah, that they did. It was um, really good. Made me pine for a good warlock. Yeah, um, a good warlock. So yeah, not this year's warlock. Probably trail. I mean, a lot of stuff Necromancer did. I can't pick one. Yeah, the stick beer was good. The Adam beer was really good too. Yeah, that, that was, was good. Oh. Um, yeah, so so many good ones um, from them. Um, Trace had some good ones, but just like. Old some Thunder. of their photo stuff. Old Thunder's got some good stuff. So, well, that's breweries, though. We're going to get into that soon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I'll go with the pumpkin roll from Arboretum Trail. Absolutely. Good luck finding it now, because it's gone. It's, but get some of the Christmas <laughs> beer if you can track it down. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Because um, we, we we reviewed that a few weeks back, and that was excellent, too. I just saw a four-pack sitting at the Carson City Deli. You get down there. That's where I got mine from. There's a four-pack sitting there for under the tree. So, Matt. Yep. I gave it away already. But what was your favorite and least favorite brewery? So, uh, it's no surprise whatsoever. Necromancer is my favorite brewery of the year. Um, only followed shortly by Old Thunder, followed shortly there by Connie Creek because you guys are in my neighborhood. Love you guys. Um, but Necromancer, I just love the story of them, how they came up and started just hit the ground running. I love it. Their beers are great. Um, my least favorite brewery. Uh, <laughs> I fucked up that one time and said Yellow Bridge. Yeah, you uh, sure did. Uh, I did. So fuck you, Joss. I'm saying Yellow Bridge for my least <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Doubling down. I'm hitting that fucking. Come on the podcast, and then we'll see what happens. But you no. guys can fight it. <laughs> no, I. Uh, God, man. Um, Goose Island. <coughs> That's a good one. Goose Island, yeah, because everything tastes watered down. I would say Breckeridge Brewery is like is like kicking a fucking dead horse right now. So I'll say Goose Island because that 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 low cow IPA they came out with. Fuck you. I don't want that fucking shit. Man, yeah, Goose Island. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, brewery, I will give it up to somebody I overlooked at our Hop Nation uh, podcast. Not that Mondays isn't one of my favorites, yeah. but they weren't technically 2021. So, I'm going to 2021 and saying Trace, I believe, opened in 2021. Yeah. And I was just there on Tuesday night, and I had a, an awesome time and had some great freaking beers. Good. Um, I've been there many times this year, but had a freaking blast at Trace. Cool. Um, and they've done some great stuff. Not taking away, you keep taking Necromancer for me, so I can't answer them. Um, also, yeah, one of my favorites. Both breweries are uh, very unique to just hit the ground running. Yeah. I mean, you, that just uh, kind of speaks to how the management and the ownership might have picked their brew staff. Yeah. Um, I believe that's a big part in being able to hit the ground with oh, successful yeah. beers and not needing to take too much time to bring out great fucking beers. Yeah, I agree. Um, Least favorite, easy, dented keg, Mars PA, <laughs> you suck. <sighs> and no explanation needed. Yeah. If you need an explanation, hit me up in the socials. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly why they suck. Um, Matt? Yeah. Last one. Yeah. 22 categories. And we're going to revisit these next year to see oh, okay. if our answers change in 2022. I'm sure they will. I bet they will. Yeah. Let's see how a year shapes us. But this one probably won't change for me. What's your best and worst bar in the Pittsburgh area or nationally, anywhere you've gone this okay. year? It's nothing that needs to have opened, just anywhere you've been. Anywhere I've been in 2021. Well, the problem is I was grounded 2021. I was still I was still playing uh, Homebody, but I did get to go to one bar that I really enjoy and I always have. It's Lexion's. Hello, Lexion's. It's just down the road from us right here. I should have went first. Yep. <laughs> Uh, love Alexion's. <laughs> the sandwiches are good. I get to go there sometimes for lunch on my work time, so that's nice. I like them a lot. 
uh, worst bar, and none of them listen to this crap. But it's called a bonfire. It's out by me. Um, your beer is warm, your food is shit, and your staff is rude. So Ooh. fuck, fuck it. Like I just it, you fire. Figure shots, it out. Shots fire. Figure it out. Your wings are really good. The wings are good. The sandwiches are good. Everything else is just like make everything else good. Yeah, make everything else good, please. My favorite, I'm going to repeat, because this isn't Mount Rushmore, so I can repeat. It's, a, it's Alexion's for me as well. Um, least favorite? There's one close to me I don't think I should say on here. Do it. Do it. My least favorite by far is Tequila Cowboy. Oh, yeah. That's, um, that's so easy, I don't though. know. I think I stepped foot in there for one drink this year, waiting for uh Did you also get syphilis? Stage A. No, no, surprisingly no. <laughs> surprisingly not. Did you find an offensive coordinator well, one, while you were there? <laughs> one, one I would like to improve greatly in 2022. That's a nice, nice is Hunter Blues, which is right down the street from me as well. Yeah, I could agree uh, Used to be the Hop House. Used to be great when it was the Hop House. Got really bad as the Hop House. Sold, and hopefully they're just trying to figure it out. I do think the food menu's great, but their draft beer is... Has so much more room for potential. Yeah. Um. So I'm just rooting for them. I don't think they're bad. Yeah. I just, I know what it could be. It needs improvement. The space yeah. is great. And I think, I think the problem is it needs a lot of money. Um. So I understand if that's just, you know, growing pains. Yeah. So that's the one I'm rooting for in 2022. Okay. I don't think they're going to take over Lexions, but let's see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. I bet you in 2022 we're like Lexions. They got a lot of work to do. Maybe if they, maybe if Timmy's contract comes up at Lexions and they snipe him. <sighs> yeah, no. <laughs> don't think that's happening. But yeah, so thanks for like, giving me uh, yeah, man. a segment that I thought of just to kind of get our year end going. I like it, man. You, um, you crushed getting it. through there. Well, what I thought was quick, but it probably took us a while. So Adam, you have a lot of shit going on here. What is on tap, Holy and where can you find shit. us? Shit, we got five on tap, everybody. So, new tonight in the Joe Tutorial, we just sampled it on the podcast, a little bit of the bubbly Bellini Brute IPA, coming in at 8.4%. We should have plenty left after the party, or we're all dead. Send the ambulance. Oops, all Ubers. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, we still have some of that every time I chai stop, coming in at 7.5%. Um, Really good. I'm really happy with it this year. Number three, we have our Christmas Cranberry Honey Groot Ale called How the Groot Stole Christmas, coming in at 7.2. It's a kind of a wheat-heavy, ancient-style ale uh, with a lot of fruitiness in it, and it's pretty dry. So kind of hitting that wine character a little bit. Try some out. And then at number four, we have our gingerbread stock coming in at 7.5%. Another one we did for Christmas this year. And then the one we just sampled in this round two of beers, uh, Year of the Joji, our honey barley wine. I cannot guarantee if this will be around, but if you're hearing this, hit me up because it will not be around long. Um, I know as soon as word gets out that this is drinkable because it was all suspicious until today. Um, that this will probably go, uh, again, uh, real boozy, 15.2%, um, coming off with a bunch of honey, a little bit of hops, kind of that raisin, raisin booziness, yeah. tasting note, real strong. Um, so if you like a darker barley wine, this is kind of hitting that groove. For nice. Me. Good. And if you want to find out how to get a hold of all these beers, all you have to do is follow Adam on all social media. It's at bash underscore brew. You want to know what's going on with us down here in the Judgeatorium? As you can see in all of its splendor, 
at DecayandWTB on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send in all your listener comments, questions, and whatevs to DecayandWTB at gmail.com. So, ring in the happy new year with you guys here from the Judgeatorium, wherever you guys are. Hopefully you're having fun and staying safe. Until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> well, hey, man, before we do it, cheers to season two. Cheers. Pilot episode. We got camera. <laughs> All right. That's a drop. <laughs> YouTube.com. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>